0: Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Weekly. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Weekly, the weekly radio show brought to you exclusively to help you win your league. You can catch us every single day on Max Sports channels and on Baseball Talk Radio. Find us over on Stitcher, um, iTunes, we're finally there now. You can subscribe over there if you wish. You can also leave reviews if you wish. It's all good in the hood. I don't mind. Either way, I'm just happy that you're listening. According to the stats, there's a bunch of you listening. By way of introduction, my name is Phil Nasons, and I am the host of the daily internationally syndicated radio show, The Phil Nasons Show. I'm also a fantasy baseball writer at athleticsnation.com and SB Nation sites. I write a weekly column at Fantasy Team Advice and a daily column over there as well. My next guest, or my guest I should say this week, I've been wanting to get him on for a couple weeks, he is the managing editor of Future Redbirds, which is a part of this amazing site from SB Nation called Viva Albertos, his name is Eric Johnson. Please welcome Eric to the show. Eric, how you doing man? Welcome.
1: Phil, I'm doing well. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing fantastic. I had to change location, so you're going to hear some cheeky Greek music in the background. Um, One of those lounge singers, because uh, apparently the experts could not provide me with internet where I live. (laughs) So, (laughs) It it never fails. Every time I try to get you on the show, something gets goofy. But I said, there's no way I'm going to mess this up. I don't care if there's cheeky music in the background. I don't give a rip. I need Eric Johnson on the show. Now, Eric, tell us a little bit about Viva Albertos and what you do over there.
1: Well, Viva Albertos is the Cardinals flagship at uh, SB Nation, um, one of the most popular Cardinals blogs on the web. And a couple of years ago, we merged uh, futureredbirds.net into the Viva Albertos, um, uh, basically into the site. And what I did at the beginning of the year was I took over as the managing editor from the um, from the person who was doing it before, and we cover almost exclusively at the future Redbirds site, the the Cardinals minor leagues. So I mean it's it's and lately uh, it's been pretty lucrative. Uh, we've got one of the best farm systems in all of baseball over the last few years, and um, seen a lot of those players graduate up into the major league level. So hopefully that can, keeps continuing to uh, occur. And it looks like this year, again, we've got another great crop. Um, but we post two or three times a week at v- Viva Alberto's. We have daily farm reports um, for all the Cardinals minor leaguers every morning at 6 o'clock in the morning. So if you're interested at all in Cardinals baseball, or if you're just trying to get uh, some deep sleepers for your keeper leagues in the minors, um, you can find all the Cardinals farm news at the future Redbirds Hub at VivaAlbertos.com.
0: And that's a terrific site. You guys do a great job, and if you want to find out daily information about the St. Louis Cardinals, then by all means, head on over to VivaAlbertos.com. I'll tell you what, man, this fantasy season has been kind of strange. I wrote in my daily column today, Eric, that uh, between the weather... And In the injuries, this beginning of 2014's fantasy baseball season has been anything but boring. And I'll tell you, this week, Mark Trumbo's out. Foot injury, he's not going to be back until at least the 7th of June. What did you make of that? I know I took a hit because I have him on a couple of my teams. What did, did you have him or what do you think about all that?
1: I ha- I don't I don't have Trumbo on any of my teams. Um, I play more in uh, I play more in um, points leagues and like the the Auto New uh, League at Fangraphs. So I've got a couple leagues over there. Trumbo's not worth as much in those leagues because they're not so much power oriented as they are more kind of hits and on base percentage um, and more of the linear weighted stats uh, as far as that goes. But. He hurt a number of guys in a couple other leagues that I'm in just because they had drafted him thinking he was going to be a 50-homer guy in that ballpark. And now, you know, it's looking like at least the first week of June, if not, you know, the middle of the middle of June or late, maybe even all-star break around there before he's going to be back.
0: Well, what we have to do is give them a couple replacements. Um, normally, what I do, Eric, is I just give them uh, guys under fifty percent owned, so they have a, a shot at actually getting somebody. James Loney's available, thirty-eight percent. I like James Loney. Uh, he's one of those guys that people seem to overlook, but I, I like him straight across the board. What about James Loney?
1: Uh, I like Loney. Um, if you need an average, a high average hitter. Uh, And you need RBIs because in that uh, in that raised lineup, he's going to hit somewhere in the middle there, Um, up and down between fifth and sixth. Uh, Sometimes he's hit seventh. I've seen him hit second a couple of times. I think that was last year, but he's going to hit right in there. And with Longoria and um, I can't think of the other guy that comes to mind right now, but. The middle of their lineup, they have a lot of guys who get on base. So you want a guy hitting behind them, Loney's your guy. Uh, the one I would point out was, depending on where you had Trumbo playing, if you had him in your corner infield, um, Lucas Duda is a guy. They just traded Ike Davis, the Mets. So Duda's going to get quite a bit of playing time there. Um, now, he's got some pop. I think he's got four home runs on this, on this season. He's under 10% owned on Yahoo Leagues. Um, and then the other two, if you had him in the outfield, um, two I would bring up would be Matt Joyce has a real similar profile to Trumbo. He's going to be hot and cold, but he's got good power. And then uh, uh, the White Sox have had a few injuries in the outfield, which means uh, Diane Vicieto again is kind of back in the foray. They were essentially kind of parceling him out and getting him less and less playing time. Um, but now with all the injuries they've had in their outfield this year, um, he looks like he's going to probably be an everyday guy for them the rest of the
0: season. Those are all good pickups, man. All of them. I had Lucas Duda on my list, too. I'm a Mets fan. He's not going to get a lot of RBIs, though. I think last year he hit, like, 10 home runs and had, like, 14 RBIs. But he is going to play every day. If he doesn't play, there's another one over there. Josh Satin will probably get a few at-bats over there as well at first base. And, and keep in mind that Lucas Duda is also dual eligible, just like Trumbo. And he is outfield eligible as well, so you can keep that in mind. You know what? You can also probably, uh, because Chris Davis is out now until the 11th, you know, Corey Hart's also dual eligible and available in less than 50%. Nick Swisher out there is available. These are all uh, dual eligible guys. I like Dion Viciato, though. I, I think he's going to have a lot of opportunities there. And that's a good thing, because uh, those are the kind of guys you make your money off of in fantasy baseball, right, Eric?
1: Yeah, you can pick up guys who have dual eligibility, they're going to give you a lot more uh, flexibility and utility. Normally, you see guys like that in the the big leagues, big league rosters generally have a guy who's kind of a first base, third base outfield type of player who can fill in in some different areas. Um, another guy that's like that, that's kind of right around that 50% own mark is Brandon Moss. He's off to a pretty good start this year. If you're playing in a non five by five league, if you're playing in a league that counts OBP, he's definitely a guy to look at because, uh, he walks around 10 to 11% of the time, uh, in his career. And he's going to play a lot because they don't have a ton of depth in their corner outfield and they don't have any, really anybody else at first base.
0: Those are also great pickups, man. Good stuff. Um, Bryce Harper's out, too, until the 1st of July. Now, <laughs> that's a funny situation over there because he was benched for a game for in uh, the manager's eyes for refusing to hustle. So then he tries to leg one out in a game that was meaningless, and he dives into second base or third base, whatever it was, and he busts his thumb, and he's going to be out until the 1st of July at least. And that's a big hit. You know, I, I, I didn't have him valued as highly as a lot of people did, but man, he's gone now for half the season.
1: Yeah, he. Well, and he really hadn't started all that well either. Um, he's kind of been known for that, he's getting off to slow starts. Um, Matt Williams continues to confound fantasy people with the way that he's just basically approaching baseball in Washington. Um, kind of ripping your best player for not hustling, even though his reputation is that he is balls to the wall, basically all of the time. So it just didn't make a lot of sense to me. And of course, sliding in head first is one of those things where I heard on, I think it was Buster Olney's podcast the other day. Uh, uh, Cal Ripken in his entire career, never slid in head first to a base, not one time. And the guy played 2000 plus consecutive games. So, you know, if, <laughs> It's just one of those frustrating things for fantasy. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, But it's definitely frustrating, especially with guys like Harper, who you probably have built most of your roster around.
0: Yeah, they probably paid a pretty penny for him, too. And and that's not cool. But uh, there are replacements for him as well. You know, you can look, like Eric said, to Matt Joyce, Diane Viciato, BJ Upton is uh, less than 50% owned. If you can handle his strikeouts... He could probably give you a little bit of relief, I, was, I suppose. But yeah, Bryce Harper, that is a confusing thing. I've always stayed away from him, Eric. And I, I always try to stay away from the reckless guys. I, I just I, He makes me nervous. And I like what you said about the sliding head first. We used to call it the Pete Rose when I was a kid. We're going to do a Pete Rose. And we would get jacked up. My tennis coach used to get pissed at me for doing that. He said, you're going to blow out your wrist, you idiot. <laughs> I said, Come on now. It's not so bad. But we have other injuries. Russell Martin is out until the 11th of May, at least. His leg is bothering him. I, I, a couple guys I, I like a lot are Carlos Reese and uh, Jan Gomes are both available in less than 50% of ESPN leagues. Do you have any catchers that you like?
1: Uh, yeah, dude. I just wanted to hit on a couple things with Harper. First of all, uh, the Upton, V.J. Uh, Upton, if you can take the hit on batting average, he's not a bad pickup because he's going to get you some steals and he's probably going to hit some home runs and you know, he's going to play. Uh, a couple guys I like a little bit better, um, Josh Reddick for the A's has really had a good couple of weeks and May is one of his best months career-wise uh, in terms of hitting. Uh, and then Marcelo Zuna, for some reason is only owned at 33% of Yahoo leagues. And he's like a top 60 player right now, um, not just for outfield, but just overall. Uh, I think he's got four or five home runs. He's going to play every day for them. So those are two guys to, to look at. Um, if you're looking to replace Harper, uh, Reddick, more of a spot guy. I mean, he'll give you a couple good months. and Then he may be, you know, he's not going so maybe wanting to start after that. But Ozuna is young. I think he's 22 or 23. Uh, he was a rookie last year, got pulled from double A and sent back down. But he's part of their long plans along with Christian and Shane So And that'd be a guy, to, especially in the keeper league, might really pay off down the road. Uh, in terms of catchers, I like Carlos Ruiz a lot. Um, Chooch has been a stable fantasy catcher for a very, very long time. Um. have him available in about 30 Yahoo leagues, but a couple guys really took note um, to me were Wellington Castillo for the Cubs. He's only 4% owned. Um, He's had a double off Adam Wainwright today. I'm actually watching that game right now as we talk. And then the other guy would be Derek Norris. Um, He and John Jaso split time last year in Oakland, but Norris has actually gotten the majority of the catching innings this year. Uh, They've been playing Jaso a lot at first base and also um, at the DH spot. So uh, Norris, while Walks a lot, hits a lot. I mean, he's the three true outcomes guy that those A's teams are known for. Uh, and Castillo is a really good hitter in the minors. Um, I live in Des Moines. The Cubs A affiliate is here. And he hit cleanup for two years for Iowa. And that was back when their, <laughs> their farm system was pretty terrible. But, I mean, he can really hit. And I think he'd be a good pickup for you if if you're looking at having Martin out for, you know, at least another two weeks, if not another month.
0: Those are great pickups, by the way, great pickups. Devin Messarocco is out, too, and another catcher. That's, that's a hit because that guy was raking. I took a chance on him. I, I have, I do a Cincinnati Reds report with Brandon Kraling, and he was pretty high on him. And he kind of sold me. I, I guess I got him in the last round of one of my leagues, and he's out, too. Everybody seems to be dropping like flies, man. But Derek Norris, there's a good piece over at AthleticsNation.com about Derek Norris. You might want to catch it. I like Derek Norris, but I hate platoons. I really hate platoons. And you never know what Bob Melvin's going to do over there. And that's that's one thing that gets me nervous. It's just like with Josh Reddick. Now, he's been hot traditionally in May. And I recommended him two weeks ago in one of my articles, and he got off big time for a week. But he is really streaky. But he would be a good pickup for you in the outfield, I guess. Jason Castro is another one who might be available for you out there as a catcher. Um, He's 62% on currently and he's uh, batting third so uh, he's gonna get his chances to get some RBIs but catchers are tough man. They really are tough. I, I just I cringe. Pitchers though, listen to this list. Anibal Sanchez is out till the 12th of May at least. Tony Singrani is out till the 20th. Bruce Chen out till the 17th there are some pitchers out there waiver wire pitchers. it's that's what I do my daily column on one guy I like a little bit is Willie Peralta okay I don't like him on Friday and obviously this show will be published on Saturday Eric but he was pitching on Friday I don't like him there but I would pick him up he's less than 50% owned he's going to get you some strikeouts that team seems to hit behind him what do you like about who do you like as a replacement for, say, Annabelle Sanchez?
1: Well, the one, the one guy that comes to mind immediately is Nathan Eovaldi from the Marlins. Um, they, he picked him up in a trade when they made their first a couple of years ago um, from the Padres, and he wasn't a very good pitcher over there. He'd shown flashes a little bit in the minor leagues of uh, some high strikeout rates, but he was always really wild. Um, over the last two years, and the big tip off for me. For, for Eobaldi was Doug Thurborn over at Baseball Perspectives did a uh, piece on him basically stating, look, his posture has improved so much that it's really helped his command. He's striking out almost 10 guys per nine. And he's owned in, I think, 35% of leagues right now. So that'd be a guy, I mean, that would be my first pickup. If he's available, I would go grab him because you'll probably end up keeping him long-term. Um, another guy would be a Met, uh, John Nice. Um, You know, he was a kind of a B-plus-ish prospect a few years back. Um, He's kind of struggled with injuries and some inconsistency, but he's been really good so far this year, and no one's really taken notice yet. Um, You know, he's only 16% owned. The weird thing about this year, Phil, is how good the average pitcher is, especially in the National League. I think that the average pitcher in the National League her uh, FIP right now is like 330 or something, which is just insanity. So some of these guys who would look really good two or three years ago, like they're below average pitchers right now. It's, it's crazy to me.
0: Sure is. Really is. I like Colin McHugh a little bit. He's a former Matt, sort of. <laughs> I like him a little bit. <laughs> He's
1: been around in the league always, hasn't he?
0: He sure has, but he pitched in beauty this past week and i think he's trying to write write the ship he's in houston which is a difficult place to be but colin McHugh's 41 percent owned as the, at the time of this recording he might be a good one you know who else i like is jason hamill from the chicago cubs now he's 57 percent owned but he's uh, he's come through as a streamer for me like three times in a row now and, and i really like that guy a little bit and let me see who else ian kennedy is another one people are grabbing at because people have to. <laughs> now, normally, I wouldn't recommend Ian Kennedy for very much, maybe a streamer if I'm desperate. But he, he's someone that you have to almost consider with the way these pitchers are dropping and, and, and the things that you mentioned with the average line of the pitchers. So those are good ones. You know who else is good that people aren't looking at? is Robbie Ross over in Texas.
1: Yeah, Robbie Ross has pitched really well. The, the issue with Ross is... Does he stay there when they get Derek Holland and um, Feldman back? Because they're going to get two good starters back that are going to join their rotation here in the next three to four weeks, probably. So is he going to stay in the rotation? Because they've got some bullpen issues, too. So they may push him back into the bullpen. Um, I like Jason Hamill as well. Um, The walk rate this year, you know, he walked around three guys per nine innings last year. He's, uh, he's lowered that almost a full walk per nine this year. The only thing that would scare me off a little bit is he goes through real stretch is where he's a fly ball pitcher. And man, you do not want fly ball pitchers in, in Wrigley in June. Uh, uh, It becomes a launching pad June and July. So it's just something to be aware of. I mean, he's probably going to give up some home runs. The other thing to be concerned at with him is right now he's, He's only allowing a 143 batting average against, but the batting average on balls in play against him is sitting at 138. So he's going to regress really hard probably. He was one guy I was looking at last night prepping for this, and you look at the peripheral stats, and it would just warn me off of him considerably um, because my guess is is if that, if that batting average on ball in play jumps 100 points, which it could really easily, You know, he's not even a guy you would want to own at that point, much less as a stopgap.
0: Absolutely. I agree with you, but for some reason, he's just been successful for me so far. So I kind of like to ride the pony as long as I can. And that's the beautiful thing. Dylan G's another one who's been out there a while. He's 40% owned. He's pitched really well this season. He just has bad break because he pitches for the New York Mets, one of the worst offensive teams in baseball. And the worst organization in baseball. I have to get that in there, too. <laughs> and I'm a Mets fan.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. So, man, uh, at, who is getting dumped out of that starting rotation when Syndergaard is ready to come out?
0: Oh, geez. I think they're going to make a trade, and I think it's going to be Jonathan Neese. Okay. So you Nese? think they're
1: actually going to trade Nice somewhere, so he would still have some fantasy value?
0: Probably, and I think Dylan G may go, too. When they, If and when they bring up Syndergaard, more than likely they will. They'll probably bring up Rafael Montero as well. That's another guy you might want to keep an eye on out there, fantasy owners. Honestly speaking, it's going to probably, if they don't trade him, I guess it'd be Andre Mejia, who's also pitched well this season. So there's a log jam in there. Somebody's yeah, going to they, have to go.
1: The Mets are just so loaded is with arms that, you know, And, you know, my Cardinals are kind of the same way. We are so loaded with arms in both of the major leagues and then also kind of the middle and upper minors are just loaded. So, you know, you got to figure, especially with how slim pickings there is for outfielders and corner infielders for the Mets in the minors, that they're probably going to make a deal and try to bring somebody back.
0: That's what I'm thinking. That's for sure. I'll tell you what, uh, this has been great stuff so far, Eric. I'm enjoying working with you. I'm glad that you're here. Um, let's see. Nate Ivaldi, though. When you mentioned him, <laughs> I almost cried. I recommended him on a daily streamer, and he got through the first, what, five and two-thirds, and he was just rolling people. And then all of a sudden, boom, boom, and it was over. And I felt kind of silly recommending him, but uh, I think he's going to write the ship. I'll tell you what, Miami's a lot better than people give them credit for. And they can stroke the ball, and if they, and especially at home. If you get a guy like this, say a Eovaldi, and he's pitching at home, grab him in a daily streamer. Pick him up because he's probably going to stay under 50% owned. I don't care what he does because people don't seem to respect the Marlins. And a lot of people do that. They pick by fan bases and what they like and what they don't. But uh, Eovaldi's my guy, I guess, in a streamer situation. What about Tanner Rourke, Washington, the kid from Washington? I think he's going to stick around at least until Fister comes back. What do you like about Tanner Rourke? Do you like him at all?
1: All right. I'm actually in Graff's profile right now. Um, the, the issue, of course, for all the – of course, with Washington is, like you said, when is Doug Fister coming back? Uh, because Rourke's going to be the odd guy out. And he would get pushed down. I would think he'd probably end up in the bullpen. He's really got nothing left to prove at AAA, and they, of course, need kind of a long reliever there. But he's been really good to start the season, you know, average K rate, maybe a little bit above average, kind of average walk rate. Um, He's been able to avoid the home run ball, uh, and that's been the big part uh, uh, of his success so far this year. Uh, But uh, he's definitely a guy you could pick up and and throw out there for three or four starts if you're missing a Sanchez or, or someone like that.
0: That's exactly right. Justin Masterson is also available in 68% of the leagues. He might be all right for a stopgap. What about Michael Pineda? Okay, he's suspended right now, and he's been dropped like a hot potato. He's like 47% owned right now. Would you take a chance on him? Because I think I might.
1: Well, the reason he got dropped is not because he's suspended. It's because there was some injury news came out that he's got that same issue with the with a muscle in his back that has cost Kershaw his first month of the year. So that's, I think why he's getting, why he, he's been dropped so much this week. Uh, not the suspension so much, but, but that other issue, cause you know, he's already had some shoulder issues um, that kept him out pretty much all of the last year, all of last year and the year before.
0: Well, I'm still keeping my eye on him. He's on my watch list because I, I think he's going to be all right. If he stays healthy, that's a, Good call on that. Let's see one more. We'll give him one more. What about Tim Lincecum? I, I picked. I predicted Tim Lincecum in a streamer article I do, and uh, that turned out pretty well. Lincecum is up and down. I, I don't know what happened to him. I guess it doesn't really matter. But he's forty percent owned. Can he plug the gap for you for a couple weeks?
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, he would. Right now, his ERA just looks awful. Uh, if you look at it. But his XFIP, fip so and for people who don't know, um, FIP is field, fielding independent pitching. So we're trying to factor out you know, basically anything that's defense related. So strikeouts, walks, and uh, home runs is kind of uh, the, <clears throat> the uh, layman's terms for what FIP is measuring. And then XFIP does it and basically normalizes your home run rate to league average. Well, the big thing that's bitten at Linska this year is home runs. He's given up a bunch of them. Um, But they're flying out of the park at about 15% higher rate than they would on average for for a a big league pitcher. So he's a guy I would think is going to improve as the season goes along. His peripheral stats are good. He's striking out more than nine guys per nine innings. And he's not walking a lot, which was his problem the last two years, was he, he was giving up a lot of walks. Um, it's his, He's walking lo- fewer people right now than in his entire career. Lowest career rate so far through five starts. So he would definitely be a guy to look at if he's available in your league.
0: Absolutely. I'll tell you what, great stuff today, Eric. Thanks so much for being on the show with me. You bet, Phil, any time. Oh, I'm going to take you up on that too, as you know, you already know, but
1: anyhow, <laughs> as man. I know already.
0: Yeah. yeah. Anyway, right. that was Eric Johnson, my friends, and he is over at Viva And that's going to wrap it up for this week's fantasy baseball weekly. I want to thank you all for putting up with us tonight. Um, sorry about the internet it was a little choppy and that was on my end probably, but I wanted to get this show up. I didn't want to do it by myself and I wanted to have Eric here. I want to thank rotowart.com for providing not only Fantasy Baseball Weekly, but the daily Phil Nason Show with statistics and great people. And you can find us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at FlashTennis31. Until next week, you all, good luck with your leagues. If you like baseball, you should be checking out baseballpodcasts.net. It's one of the best places you can go on the Internet to listen to independent baseball talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week on our radio player that can be heard around the world. So won't you tune in and give us a listen at baseballpodcasts.net. You can also listen to the great Phil Nason show here. See you there at BaseballPodcasts. Hi, this is Phil Nasons from This Week in Tennis and The Phil Nasons Show. Max Sports Channels offers the best in sports talk radio as well as great music 24 hours a day. It's my daily destination and I hope it's yours. The sports talk begins each and every day at 3 p.m. and ends around 9 p.m. Special programming on the weekends And in between all that, the hottest music on the Internet. That's Max Sports Channels. Make it your daily destination. Brewtown Sports is your source for brewers news and notes. Join Mr. Brewtown as he keeps you up to date on all the happenings of your Milwaukee Brewers and Major League Baseball. Follow the show on Facebook and Twitter, Brewtown Sports. Listen 24-7 at brewtownsports.podomatic.com. Hi, this is Gary Mack
1: of Mets Musings, and
0: I hope you'll join me each and
1: every week as I recap all of the comings and goings on in New York Mets baseball. I'll have guests on from all across Mets Nation giving their insights and analysis on the New York Mets. And you can follow me on Twitter at Mets Musings 1, as well as on Facebook. The group name is Mets Musings. So, tune in weekly to the Mets Musings, available at Metsmusings.com, Stitcher.com, iTunes.com, iHeartRadio, and of course,
0: BaseballTalkRadio.com, the home of great baseball talk shows.